You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Hill to the top of the hour with Joe, Julian, and Chantel. Then, take a deep breath, Yankee fans. Woosah. Do or die game four. Yankees, Cleveland, right here. 98.7 ESPN coverage begins at the top of the hour. Where do we begin? Of course we begin in Green Bay. That's where Dan Grossa and Greg Butler just left off, but what can you say about the Jets? And here's the crazy thing. When you look at this Jet team, and you look at how young teams develop, and you look at how you build camaraderie and build character, I think you'll agree with me. Usually, it's tougher to teach younger teams how to finish. Normally, they start fast, but they don't know how to put teams away. They don't know how to finish. They don't know how to end the game strong. That is not the issue with this Jets team. They actually play better in the second half. They actually look better in the fourth quarter than they do early. So it's just like they spar around, they see, they figure out what they can do, how they can beat you, and then they make the adjustments at halftime. And they come out in the second half and they're a different team. And you remember at the start of the season, what I said to you was coaching was going to be big on this squad. Adjustments were going to be big this year to see how Robert Sala and his staff made adjustments because last season – You didn't see a lot of adjustments with this team. You didn't see them make changes or take things away from teams or have teams or to to make teams pay for what they were able to do to them in the first half of a game. That's not what it is this year. And again, this game was about defense. Zach Wilson played well. Pedestrian game, what, 110 yards passing? That's okay. Listen, if you're a Jet fan, you'll take that. No turnovers, you'll take it because the running game. And this is what this Jet team is supposed to be. What you saw today was what their identity is. Dominant defense, very strong defense, run the ball, make a couple of pass plays when you need to, and win games. And today was the day. Now, we can talk about all the miracle in Cleveland, and it was. We can talk about, well, you know, Mitch Trubisky wasn't great. You know, the rookie quarterback comes in. You don't prepare for him. I mean, you steal a win in Pittsburgh. That's okay. But this is Aaron Rodgers. And this is a Green Bay team that was angry. Because this was a Green Bay team that lost to the Giants last week in London. And this was a Green Bay team where one of the players said, quote, well, if we lose to the Jets, then I'll be worried, unquote. Well, or concerned. Sorry, misquoted you. End of quote. Well, I think you're concerned because not only did the Jets beat you, they, they dominated you. And if they were, and if the Jet offense was able to put anything on the board in this game, this game would have been over early. It would have been over early. Got like what you're seeing from the Jets right now. All phases. How often have I sat here on these airways and just dogged special teams about how bad the special teams were? Oh, we can't get returns. Oh, we can't get good field position. I mean, today, blocked field goal, blocked punt, scoop and score. Defense, great. Offense didn't turn the football over. This is a Jet team playing very, very well, and they deserve their credit. Also, how about the Giants, who very quietly is sitting right there pressuring Philly at the top of the NFC East? 
How about the Giants today? Down 20 to 10. I'm going back and forth. I'm looking. I'm searching. I've got Red Zone on one TV. I've got the Jets on one TV. I've got the Giants on one TV. I'm going back and forth. I'm looking. And it's 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter. And I'm thinking, well, you know, it was a nice little run for the Giants. They're okay. They, they were in the game. You know, a couple of bad plays. These things happen. And before you know it, a fumble, interception, they win the game. They come back and win 24-20. Very quietly. Very quietly, this Giants team is making people believe in A, what Brian Dayball can do, and B, what was going on with Joe Judge. He obviously lost this team because this is not a new team. This is not a team with a bunch of new players that the new folks have brought in. This is basically the same football team. If anything, they're weaker. No Kadarius Toney. Kenny Galladay, MIA. Of you know, Sterling Shepard out. If anything, there's less talent available on this giant team than there was last year. The key, obviously, Saquon Barkley. And listen, Wake Martindale played, played it well. He did a nice job, did a nice job in showing some different things and what he knew was a weakness for Lamar Jackson. Oh, it was a great day to be a New York football fan. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to the phones. We don't have a lot of time. Let's talk to you. Let's begin with Spike and St. Pete. Spike, you're up first on the drive. Good. I know I'll talk very quickly. Uh, just uh, wish you on longer. First of all, we have two football teams. My, I had sets set up. I watched both games, almost every play. And uh, I come to the conclusion it's all, it's not all, but it's coaching with the Giants. This guy's a brilliant coach, and the GM has to be good. They basically, as you said eloquently, have the same players they have. Actually, they're not as much. <laughs> so uh, maybe Green Bay's not that good. Maybe Ravens are not that good. Uh, let's look at it that way. However, you can't knock that the Jets' defense played terrific today. I'm jumping around, too. And the Giants have the propensity to come back in the fourth quarter, and I know the answer because you exchanged it with me. This is you got to give this guy. What do they call it when they uh, sign him up for franchise what, tag? You know, at least for one year, yeah. maybe two. Yeah, you maybe got, you give him a two-year deal. I don't know. Yeah, the kid. You give him and Barkley. This kid's got guts. He's a tough kid, and I'll tell you, Larry. During that last drive and next to the last drive, he threw four bullet passes when, you know, he's really good. I'm telling you, they knew something. They don't draft a kid from, from that school. And the Jets, they played terrific. They got two block kicks. I was thinking of Mike Westhoff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been in his glory. But I, I, I have a little concern. Their running back's terrific. I have a little concern with the quarterbacks being indecisive. But that that's fine. He was out the second game back. A little indecisive, but that's fine. The team would just play it very well. They're putting pressure on. And the last thing is the anchor game. Mm-hmm. This was tough. I talked to our mutual friend this morning, and that was a rough one. And, and I got a little blowback on kind of forever. Mm-hmm. Everyone's picking on him. They wouldn't have made it because of him. He's got to make those routine or semi-routine plays. Do you agree? Absolutely, Spike. I got to run. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, go. And, and that's the reason why he's not in the lineup tonight. Okay, and part of the other reason is because he's not hitting and you need Cabrera's stick in the lineup, and he struggled. Listen, if he makes that play in left field, the Yankees win the game 5-4. Okay, the Yankees win the game. So he misplayed it, second time he's misplayed the game. You need his bat in the lineup. He plays short. You put Aaron Hicks in left field, hopefully, that, and you get some runs tonight. Hopefully that gets you a win. You should have won last night.
tough loss. 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. More calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. I don't understand this Buffalo KC game. I'm expecting it to be, you know, 40-45, 45-40 or something like that. At the end, it's 10-10 in the third. Harrison Butker, right, hits one from 62 but misses from 51. How, how do you do that? I, I'm kind of confused. <laughs> Other scores in the fourth, uh, we've got the Seahawks over the Cardinals 12-9. And, of course, all eyes and Rams leading the Panthers 17-10 and all eyes waiting for that that. 38-15 game tonight, which is Dallas and the Philadelphia. Back to the calls with you. James is in the car. James, you're next on the drive. Hey, what's up, Larry? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, James. You're in the car? Yeah, I'm in the car. I'm coming back from the game right now in the Giants game. Oh, okay. Talk to me. So, let me tell you. atmosphere in this stadium. Even down 2010 in the fourth quarter, Everybody was still positive. Everything was still okay. Stick with the game plan. We're going to be all right. I'm normally watching everybody walk out the stadium. That's what I've normally noticed in years. We Everybody stayed the whole game. There was something special about this team. I don't know what it is right now. I'm afraid to say anything, but this is a team that can make something happen. You can't say they didn't play anybody no more. You can't use that excuse. We beat the team we were supposed to beat. Now what are you going to say? There's nothing else you can say. This team is something special about them, and I just don't know what it is. James is coaching, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. It's coaching. It's execution. And the reason why nobody's leaving is because you've seen them come back. You've seen them do things. You've seen them win. That's why. It's very simple. They've been successful. It's a different look. It's a different It's a different vibe around that team. It just is. Ira's in Staten Island. Ira, you're next on the drive. Hey, Larry, what's happening? This has to be one of the more satisfying wins in a really long time. And and like you said, this young Jeff team is really starting to come together. And are we, are we starting to say maybe the Jets have an identity after Rex Ryan? It looks like this is going to be a strong defensive team. They can run the ball. And you and I have discussed multiple times, Zach Wilson doesn't have to go out and make wild plays. Nope. Just manage the game. This is two games in a row. He hasn't turned the ball over. And guess what? They won the game. You know, they, they went out there. And, and you know what? They didn't play Jacoby Brissett. They didn't play the third-string quarterback from the Dolphins. They didn't play Pickett. They beat Aaron Rodgers today in Lambeau, which not too many people do. So, you know what? Maybe this, maybe this could turn into a special season. You've got to take it one week at a time. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to the game next week. But at the end of the day, they're 4-2 and two with 11 games left. Barring injuries, if this team plays 500 ball, you're talking close to a 10-win season. And here's the great thing, Ira. You've won as many games as you won last year. Already, you're done. You, you're, you've, so you've already improved. The thing that I really like, and thanks for the phone call, my friend, the thing that I really like about this Jet team today was how they responded. Okay, because you, you you figured, okay, Aaron Rodgers is going to march down the field. He's going to – the defense with the offense not scoring a lot of points, they're going to respond. So he comes down, they get a touchdown right away, boom. Now the Jets come right back, and they answer it. And that's what you know. That's what you learn about, once again, young teams. That's what you learn. It's about staying close, responding, 
they took Packers took some momentum. The Jets said, no, 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 no. We're taking that momentum right back. That's what you like to see. Tyler's in West Hempstead. Tyler, you're next on the drive. Hi, Larry. Great win for the Jets. But, um, you know, I've been following this team for like 20 years now. And I just want to highlight for fans that uh, maybe have not been following them as long <laughs> that this is such a foreign concept as a Jets fan to have them so adept at closing out fourth quarters like this. They, they, they've, ne- they've never done it, not in the Bulls era, not in the Ryan era, not under Mangini, not under Edwards. I mean, this is, this is like an entirely new thing uh, as a Jets fan to be experiencing. And I just wanted to highlight that. And isn't it enjoyable for you, Tyler? Thanks for the phone call. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's different. It's different. Buffalo with a touchdown. They now lead 17-10 over Kansas City. This is Stefan Diggs, of course. This is this is this is how you build camaraderie. This is how you build a young team. This is what you like to see. And I said it at the beginning. It's very rare. Normally, that's the last thing that you learn as a young team is how to win. How do you put people away? That's usually the last thing you learn. And so far, okay, so far, that does not seem to be a problem for this Jet team. They do a nice job in second half and especially in the fourth quarter. And what I really enjoyed today was on the drives that when they were put in certain situations when the running game where they were, you know, Green Bay's trying to take the run away, the use of the tight end. Oh, isn't it nice, Jet fans, to have a tight end that you can go to in in meaningful moments? <laughs> it's nice. It is. There's no question about it. Mark's in Newark. Mark, you're next on the drive. What's going on, brother Larry? Mark, how are you? I'm great. Larry, a <laughs> uh, couple of things, bro. Um, now, I had told you that uh, about a couple of weeks ago when the Jets won that uh, – that their defense have gotten mad, and that, and that's what stood out to me the most. And it seems like they've been mad ever since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but this game, what stood out to me is this. Now, I'm not going to rain on my own parade, mm-hmm. but for me, in the first half of games and, and throughout the rest of the games, uh, I think that LaFleur has got to get away from that, I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it kitty cat third down and one play. Mm-hmm. Um, that's putting it as nicely as I can. And, I mean, I'm sorry, but but we can run the football. And, and, and they get so cute on them third and ones. And they, they were drive stoppers, brother Larry. They were straight mm-hmm. drive stoppers. You're like, yo, man, get the one yard. Like, tell your offensive line, hey, look, guys, you know, I know you got this. Let's go for the third and one. Pound it. Go off tackle, go off the middle, whatever. These, these play action on third and ones and then throws to the sidelines, they're, they're, they're killers. And, we, and I'm not saying that we didn't play good today. We played great today. But that part, I mean, you can always learn from your, your, your film, game film, and they'll see it. Then third and one calls, LaFleur has got to trust the offensive line and the running backs a little bit more. Lastly, I love these Hall. I remember when I – when we first got Curtis Martin and when he first came from Pittsburgh and he was, he reminds me, every time he plays, I'm like, give it to our new Curtis Martin. <laughs> he <laughs> I hear you, Mark. reminds me of him so much, bro. Yeah. That's he's all got, I he's got. He's got some great moves. Thanks, Mark. I got to run. 
Uh, I hear what you're saying. They'll make the adjustments, I believe, as you go forward. They will self-critique themselves and figure out you got to do some other things. I do agree with you. They need to, and they need to be something, be, need to be a little more different and versatile on first down as well. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Do a die Yanks game four. Gary Cole, I think. This is what you this is where you want your ace on the mound. I think he goes seven innings tonight for you. Um what you do after that with this bullpen by committee, I don't know, but I think he goes seven for you. Let's talk some more football with uh Chris in Manhattan. Chris, you're next on ninety eight seven. Good evening, sir. Can you hear me? I got you loud and clear, Chris. What's happening? How are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm doing pretty I'm doing pretty good myself. Um, you know, before I forget, on to Denver. Um, today, Larry, look, that defense was. I thought it was magnificent. I mean, if they can keep that level of defense just throughout the season on the average, I would be very happy with this defense. D line is penetrating, stuffing the run. Uh, touching Rodgers all day. Um, you might as well, of course, let me knock on wood, stay healthy. You might as well pay Quentin Williams right now. Uh, you can add uh, Elijah Vera Tucker uh, to that list too. Um, they just look fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to see the game again, but they, I, on first look, they looked really fast. Linebackers bringing the hammer. Uh, you know, especially, you know, on the shorter passes uh, and in the, and in the run game, uh, Sauce Gardner is the real thing. He is. He looks great. Looks really I good. Thought, I, I thought the back end uh, did an excellent job. Um, Save one penalty, I think, from Whitehead. Uh, offensively, you know, the O-line and Brees, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, and the tight ends. And before I forget, um I'd like you to go a little bit more into the tight ends. The one, the one thing that I did write down was that tight end screen to Zama. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to see that, but I, I thought uh, the run game was 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 excellent. Well, I will um, say this, Chris, and I got to run. Thanks for the phone call. I will say this: the use of the tight end has been something that the Jets have needed for a number of years. Okay, it makes your it makes your run your your quarterback's life much easier. It just does. And they, they don't have one. They have two that are interchangeable. They both can block and they both can catch. And so that was great. Uh, when you have an offensive line, and credit to them, because they have not been playing together for a full season. They've not been playing together since training camp. They've not been playing together since, since minicamp. They have been playing together since week one. <laughs> All right? And for them to continue that synergy – that's been pretty impressive. It's been pretty impressive. Uh, you have to like what you see from this Jet team for this week. Now, of course, the question becomes, now that you've been seen to do this, teams will now start to try to take things away from you. How do you match up and make your adjustments to their adjustments? The better you are, the chess match does not get easier. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on the drive. <laughs> you know, um, we roll CeeLo. If somebody rolls a five and you roll a five two, and they say push pace, Papa Lawrence, that's what happened with IKF and Dollison. You got rid of Sanchez, 
and you got two more problems here. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. But um, listen, let's talk about some good things here. This <laughs> is New York Jets. I mean, listen, you know how I've been. You know how yes. frustrated I've been. I, I, you know, all credit in the world, you know, goes to Joe Douglas on this draft, his last draft. I mean, wow. Getting players from o, uh, Ohio State, uh, you know, things like that. You know, they, these guys come from programs that win. So, you know, the, the way that they, you know, you're talking about the young players. The young players are not really a part of the team. The young players are actually, in a lot of ways, carrying the team. You know, Gary Wilson, um, listen, I'd have told you when I picked that Sauce Gardner, you know, that that's the best draft pick Joe Douglas is going to have. Brees Hall not far behind him. But these young cats, listen, they won a lot of games in college. So they don't have that star tissue that we have here as Jets fans, a lot of us, you know, all the losing that's taking place. These guys are coming in here. They're playing hard. They're also not only are they playing hard, they're playing smart. And now with the coaching staff, obviously the coaching staff has, has improved, you know, in leaps and bounds. But part of that improvement is something that you said, huh? And well, I'll just wash it down with this and listen to the rest of your calls. I mean, you're going to look a lot better as a coach when you got something to work with, when you got some players. I mean, let's go, man. I mean, let, let's go. It's about damn time. Woo! <laughs> Ah, all right, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. one 800 Brian's in Oceanside. Brian, you're next on the drive. Thanks for taking a call. That's uh, what Buddha was saying. I mean, the way they're playing, you have Dwayne Brown, who's 37 years old and 330 pounds, and I watched three separate times where he's 20 yards downfield hustling. Brees Hall's right behind him. Um, you know, you, you could say that, for, you know, for certain things that teams are going are to make adjustments and they're going to plan for him. I don't think you can plan for Quinton Williams anymore. He is that good. He is a monster. And just the way they're playing, everybody's hustling. They're playing, having fun, and I'm just ecstatic after that win today. Brian, the reason why they're playing like they're having fun, and thanks for the phone calls, because they're winning. Okay, it's very easy. When you're winning, it's different. When you're winning, you're excited. When you're winning, you're, you're pumped up. When you see what you're able to do and the results – all this practice. See, this is what a lot of times fans don't understand. Players want to know that these coaches are putting them into a position where they can be successful, where they can improve, where they can be better. And right now, what the Jet players are seeing, and Buddha makes a great point, it's the young players, okay? It's the young players who understand what it takes and talented. And you've got veteran players who are feeding off that energy and showing what they could do. And yeah, listen, Dwayne Brown is, is, is the example right now. We're all talking about him, the offensive lineman, 37 years of age, came back, could have had shoulder surgery, all right? Decided to play through it because he wanted to be on this team. He saw, some, saw something here while he got here. Know they needed him. And he's, he's been the poster guy for this offensive line. So you got him and Tomlinson on that side. You know, Vera Tucker on the other side, who's who's really been phenomenal. Uh, the offensive line looks better. You're not seeing all these different problems. You're not seeing a lot of pressure. I mean, there's some pressure. And a lot of cases, as a couple of callers made comments earlier, yeah, it's Zach Wilson holding on to the football a little bit longer because he's waiting for some guy to be really, really open. Okay? And he's got to work on that and get better and throw the ball out of bounds and, you know, not waste that time. But once again, he hasn't played a full season yet. So that will come. He'll, he'll learn that. He'll go look at the video. He'll make the adjustments, and he'll learn that. But for right now, you love the way this Jet defense is playing. 
And once again, this was the blueprint for the success for this team. Strong defense, physical, run the football, and all Zach Wilson has to do, I don't want to say manage the game, but all he has to do is not turn the football over, make a couple of key plays down the field to keep the drives going, and that's what you do, and that's how you win games. And really, it's the same thing for the Giants. How good does Daniel Jones look? He's not turning the football over. Why? Because Dayball's got him in an offense that fits what he loves to do. They, he loves to run with the football. He does a nice job with that. And that's what they roll him out a couple of times. They've got some great running plays for him. They've got some screens and stuff that he can fake and do bootlegs and things of that nature. That's why they're, they're, they're succeeding with really no number one wide receiver. They don't even have a number two wide receiver. And Saquon Barkley has been phenomenal. But once again, same thing with, with the Giants. The Giants' defense has been outstanding. Okay? Made, you know, they bent a little bit today. But once again, when they counted, they made the plays. Interception and the fumble recovery. And the Giants, who were down by 10, end up with a couple of fourth-quarter touchdowns, and they win 24-20. Richardson, Manhattan. Hey, Richard, you're next on the drive. Larry, when you look at the Jets and Giants, they're winning – because look at all the old coaches, Parcells, and even Rex Ryan, Herm Edwards. The reason those teams, and uh, uh, Coughlin, they, football games are lost 90% of the time than the other team beating you. In other words, you lose the game. And the Jets and Giants, I was watching concomitantly both games. These teams are well coached, and they don't beat themselves. I saw one play where Zach Wilson threw across his body. He was lucky we didn't, he was going out of bounds. You remember the play he threw, yes. mm-hmm. and it was an incomplete. Right, that was yeah, ill-advised. Exactly. But mm-hmm. we didn't do anything like Lamar Jackson did. I couldn't believe what he did when yeah. he threw that ball off his back foot, fading away, and the interception. And he's a 10-year veteran. So it shows you, in football, just don't make mistakes. And I remember Parcells' teams. They didn't blow anyone out. They never had 400-yard passing games and wide receivers with 1,000-yard receiving years. and They didn't do it, but they knew how to win games where they didn't beat themselves. And really, that's the even Herm Edwards, as conservative as he was, and he always says you play to win the game. Herm was the opposite of that. He was so conservative, he played not to lose the game. But in that manner, I understood because he knew that beating yourself was the way that you lost games, not by the other team beating. It's it's simple to watch, and it's really fun to watch these teams. Uh, Daniel Jones is like that. That's why you got to have good coaching because he instills that in his quarterbacks. And the fewer mistakes you make, Larry, especially on the offensive side of the ball, the better chance you have to win. You don't even have to be. You can see the Green Bay team today. That's not the real Green Bay, Green Bay team. And I'm sure Salah knew that. And he says, fellas, just let's not lose this game. We're better than this. I mean, you can see the, the Jets had so much better talent than, that, than Green Bay did. This is not a normal Green Bay team. We would know that coming into the game. But you can see after 15 minutes that this, just don't lose the game. And, if we're, and that's why we won the game going away. It's a pleasure to watch, Larry. Really, It is. It's Larry, nice, always, and a pleasure to talk to you as always, Larry. Thanks, Thank Richard. You. Thanks for the phone call. You're right. It is. And it's nice to see. And that's what we talked about, especially the Jets. And, yeah, they had a couple of plays where, listen, nobody's perfect. They had a couple of plays where, you know, you hit the quarterback late or it's a late foul. It happens. It happens. 
But in key moments, you've seen that they've cut down more and more on those self-inflicted self wounds. Not a lot of holding on third and five or now it's third and 15. Not a lot of those plays. And once again, not turning the ball over. Your young quarterback is managing the game, handing the ball off. Yeah, I know you get a little concerned when he starts running backwards, especially when he was in the end zone running backwards. I know you're like, <gasps> you took your gasps. <laughs> I know you did. I got it. But he's learning. He's learning. And eventually, he'll step up into the pocket. He loves those unscheduled running plays. You know he does. You know he does. But once again, Jets win. They're 4-2, and 3-0 and oh on the road. 3-0 and oh on the road. And they've got the Denver team next week that they have to face. And this is, okay, at the beginning of the season, what did we talk about? This is the tough part of the schedule that they're going through, right? That's what we thought. Green Bay, Denver, sorry, with Miami, Green Bay, Denver. You got New England coming up. You know, you got Buffalo coming up. You got, you know, you got some divisional games here. So we'll see. Each week, you gain more and more experience, and you feel better about yourself, and you learn. And you learn. And I love the way that the Jets are using the two backs. Okay? Hall and Carter. I'm loving how they're doing that. I love how they ran one play faking to Carter and gave it to Hall going the opposite way. There's versatility. And now some teams are going to see that. And next time when you, you run it, you fake it to Hall and give it to Carter. <laughs> right? That's what you do. Just like to see them get all started a little quicker in the first half. I would like to see that. But, you know, listen, you can't argue with what they're doing right now. So kudos to them and the New York football giants. We got football in the Big Apple, ladies and gentlemen, and it's not over at Halloween. How about that? But what could be over tonight are the New York Yankees. And Kay talked about it all during the week. You didn't want to see a game five, Yankees, handle your business. You're better than Cleveland. Go out and prove it. Unfortunately, Air injuries have hurt this team. Injuries have hurt them. Decimated the bullpen. Injuries in the outfield, although Cabrera's been nice, had a home run last night, has had a nice bat up until the postseason, has done a nice job in the outfield, considering he didn't play the outfield before. But that was a costly misplay last night. IKF has been up and down all season, makes the fantastic play, not consistent with the easy play. So he is out of the lineup tonight. Aaron Hicks, who doesn't give you anything with the bat, and hopefully he'll play a better left field than Cabrera did. He's in the lineup tonight. Yankees will have a game five, I predict. Yankees will have a game five. They'll figure out a way to scratch out a win. And for you folks who love old-time baseball with the, you know, hits and move the runner over and, you know, small ball, you're loving this Cleveland team. I know you are. That wraps up this abbreviated edition of The Drive here on 98.7 ESPN. We'll see you tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. Gordon Damon will join me for ESPN New York tonight. Joe, Julian, Chantel, thank you very much. Up next, Game 4, Yankees-Guardians on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty Podcast. Subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts.